What's up, guys? Thank you so much for checking out this edition of the New Generation Hero Talk Podcast. I am your host, EJ Stewart. I'm really excited for this show. Thank you guys for joining us after our mini break. You know, it was a little holiday season. We got some turkey, got some stuffing, got some yams and mac and cheese, and now we're back and uh, fired up. The, the gas tank is full and ready to go, man. I'm really looking forward to this show. So we got a lot to talk about. Hope you guys had a good Thanksgiving. Um... Big, big casting news regarding what we may be seeing in Hawkeye, who we may be seeing in Hawkeye. And I'm very curious what my guys are going to think about how that's going to shift the landscape and kind of uh, uh, create maybe a, a better picture about what we're expecting to see in this new phase of the MCU once we actually do get movies and television. Um, this is really a casting show. Now that I look at the rundown, I mean, we got a lot of casting news, uh, uh, big casting news, potentially in Spider-Man 3 with another Sony verse character from the previous spider-man may be appearing in this uh in this movie that, that of course will be starring uh tom holland so maybe some more multiverse stuff happening uh another uh old school uh throwback appearance potentially in the flash movie which we know is a is like a flashpoint s type film and we talked about it last week it was the top of our show and we're gonna end it at the end of the show we're gonna talk about this news that we got two weeks ago we didn't get to talk about it last week because of the holiday week but wonder woman is indeed set to debut on HBO Max Christmas Day. So we'll get to that at the end of the show. So this is a good show. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. Joining me are my co-hosts, starting with Shamari Stewart. Shamari, it's good to have you back on the show. Good to talk to you. And one of the things I know we talked about over the weekend through text was the uh, the end or the moratorium on Netflix's licensing deal to use the character Daredevil. Um, it ended this weekend. So... That, of course, prompted a lot of fans to, to bring back the, the, the hashtag, hashtag save Daredevil. They um, really started promoting this social media campaign to get Marvel to formally introduce the man without fear to the MCU. So, Shamar, I thought this would be a good question to ask. If, if you were Kevin Feige and you had the, you know, the, the ear of Disney and you had their, their bank account, how would you introduce Matt Murdock to the MCU? Uh, boy, that's yeah, that's a tough one. You started me out with the. Hey, we don't, we don't, question. we don't mess around here. We don't mess around here. New generation hero talk, man. <laughs> we don't mess around. We, we come. You know, yeah, I'm only throwing my best fastballs. <laughs> go hard or go home. Exactly. Go on new generation hero talk. Um, yeah, I don't. Yeah, see, so, well, first of all, I'm thrilled that hopefully we'll get Daredevil soon. Feige needs to jump on this. You know, he needs to jump on this. This is a no-brainer. This is one of the very, one, this is one of the few no-brainers. This is more, is more important than, than this is the X-Men. The, this is it. Well, okay. <laughs> Come on. But this is the, Krasinski, this is like Krasinski level no-brainer. Yeah. Okay. This is like easy, softball, make the fans go crazy, and build hype for Disney Plus. No-brainer. Like just, <laughs> you know, yeah. easy. Um, so they should introduce him, I think they should introduce him. Uh, through one of the Disney Plus series, I think that I feel like that just makes makes the most sense. And honestly, you take your pick. She Hulk's a lawyer. She Hulk's a lawyer. Moon Knight and Daredevil definitely overlap. Easily overlap. Um, I mean, uh, I mean, I mean, take your pick. Hawkeye. You can put him in anything. Put yeah. him in any of these. Obviously, really. you know Spider Man needs a lawyer. Spider Man. Um, I mean, Spider-Man is the, kind of the fan 
That's like the that's fan, the obvious. Yeah, that's fan. the fan choice. If you were a fan, you obviously want him to show up in Spider Man. Right. I don't think that's very Sony, likely. Will they want him to do that? Will they want that? Yeah, I don't think that's likely. It, not initially. Right. Not without some kind of mass fan campaign. Yeah, that's gonna happen anytime soon. But yeah, I'm thinking it's more likely to show up in one of these shows or his own show back and just have him have his own season four. That's what's gonna happen. So. What about you, Kendall? Kendall joins the show today. Well, how would you introduce Matt Murdock if you were the head of Marvel, and now you have him back uh, into the fold? I mean, look, I think the Spider-Man one is the best. Is the best story. Um, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't like. I would. I would just keep Charlie Cox. Like, I would just say, like, you know, I don't know what that means. I don't know if that means we're getting a Daredevil movie or we're doing another show. But hmm. um, I wouldn't reboot it necessarily. But that's. That's uh probably again like Schmart said also unlikely. Um, doesn't mean Cox won't be back, but it'll probably be in a, some sort of different iteration. Um, I actually have a question for you, EJ. Uh, oh, I'm Schmart. the I'm the one who, I'm the one who asked the questions here. Yeah, yeah I know. Right? I'm <laughs> going to ask, ask the question. How, how the turntables have? <laughs> yeah, 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 man. How the tables have turned. But there was there was a little a little report out there. Nothing nothing really credible. So we won't we won't go crazy about it, but um, small screen I guess some place in the UK they had they had some report about Krasinski and Emily Blunt and talks to be Sue Storm and 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 Reed Richards that's one whole other thing we kind of talked about that before. What I want to talk about is they also had another report that suggested that Feige is in talks with Dan Stevens, uh, aka Legion, to be in the MCU. So my question, who do we think Dan Stevens, they didn't say who, who he is. They don't know. Or maybe they don't, I don't know. Or maybe it's fake, I don't know. But regardless, who do we think Dan Stevens would or could potentially play in the MT, if this is true? Um, I'm, not, sh- I'm not sure. Uh, Dan Stevens is uh, a great talent, as we've seen during his work on Legion. The one thing that is funny to me about Stevens and this is maybe, I guess, if I'm going to answer the question of how I would use him. I would absolutely pair the Legion character, the David Holler character, with Deadpool. I think that that could be epic stuff. Um, I think that you have the right person in terms of universe bending, being the right chaotic, psychopathic character. I just think those two playing off each other could be really good. I know Legion Legion is a dark humor that's not that's really really dark. You know, Daredevil is a lot. I mean, excuse me, Deadpool is a lot more like in your face in terms of like the humor. So that could be like the tone of the show or tone of the project. However you would do it, it might be a little weird, but you know, to me, like I'd do a Deadpool movie where Legion is the villain. That's what I would do. I think that would be a great movie. But I don't know if there's any interest from Feige to reprise Legion in any way. Legion seems like... But he should, because it was the best thing. It's, it's one of the best things Marvel as a whole has done since it wouldn't, they've been doing that, this. That is why part of me actually very much could believe this. One, because it's kind of random. It's a random thing to make up. But two... Um, like Legion was something. If Legion something, I feel like Feige probably has great respect for, because it's a very good show. And it's Marvel. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, it's yeah. not it's not a Fox thing. It's a Marvel thing. Yeah, it was Marvel television. Right, it was. Yeah, I have no idea. Hopefully he'd show up as as Legion and um I want him to show up in something more small scale. Right, right. I don't well, I would love to have him in a Deadpool movie. I feel like if he's in like Deadpool three, I feel like I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't know because then a lot of Does, doesn't are, Legion strike you, Sham, as a Deadpool villain? Like Deadpool having to like mm-hmm. beat some unbeatable guy who's also very unstable. Like I feel like this is the kind. Like to me, like Daredevil. I mean, excuse me, Deadpool. I don't know why I keep mixing these up. I guess because we just talked about Daredevil. I do want to make a comment about Daredevil before we move on. But to me, Deadpool is. To me, he kind of has like a Suicide Squad feel to him as a character in terms of like the kind of missions he goes on, the kind of things he's trying he to do. Oftentimes, they're very impossible, very like outlandish and very crazy. But then sometimes, like while no one else is paying attention, this is actually the most important thing in the world that needs to be, uh, you know, attended to. And he's the only one that even knows that it's happening or is aware of it or is trying to attend to it. So the fact that Legion being such an Omega level mutant and his ability to to really truly cause havoc like i think that he would be like yeah that's a very big scale to put him in a deadpool movie but if i was trying to get deadpool villains who marvel kind of has you know in their lexicon of people we've actually seen i can't think of a better person so the the one name that i heard put out by somebody was danny rand now the moratorium's up on that as well um, Finn Jones? Yeah, I know, right? Save Finn Jones. Danny Rand. Save Hashtag Ward Meacham. Boycott <laughs> Disney Plus. No, I don't know. Save Ward Meacham. I no. mean, to me, I think, you know, with Marvel and Danny Rand, you know, I, I you know, they have Shang-Chi, so I don't think the whole need to make him Asian is a thing they have to do anymore. No. Stevens no, could no. pull it off, but I just think that as we saw with Finn Jones, they just really need to get someone who can do the martial arts stunt work necessary to make this believable. Like right. what they tried to put, what the wool they tried to pull over our eyes the last time is just first of yeah, all, it, it, it didn't even, work. It, 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 yeah, that, yeah. They, that didn't even work. Yeah, so even attempt to try to do that. Or, yeah, he'd probably play a, a character similar to uh, to Finn Jones. Right but, to me, I mean, yeah, to me, to me, Stevens, yeah, misses of Finn Jones may end up being the weaknesses of Stevens as well. Yeah, like, to me, Stevens has, like, a little more personality. He could probably be a little more fun than Finn was. Like, Finn played the role. He took himself very serious, and I think for a show that looked ridiculous oftentimes, like, it just didn't mesh well. Stevens could probably bring a lot more fun to that character, which is honestly, like, Danny Rand, there are some fun elements to him. Like, he didn't have to be the way Finn played him. So I could I could actually welcome some of Stevens more you know more charisma he has than someone like Finn Jones, but to me it's just like I have there's I have no confidence that he would be a competent martial artist. Like that would take a long time of stunt work and practicing, and, and my me, you better off find find somebody who can do the stunts, like get Keanu Reeves. Like, you know what I'm saying, like. Like to me, like I, I don't mess around with this, because my guess Yuri Yuri got Sim, Yuri got Simu Liu, and I, I look I love Iron Fist and I want to see Iron Fist, but we already have 
a martial yeah, arts character who knows what he's doing. <laughs> so I, you don't now get a white dude to do all those stunts and he don't know what he's doing and he looks crazy. That, that We don't need that. It's unnecessary. My my guess is that this would be for... I think, I think Dan Stevens will be an X-Men. I don't know who it will be. Um... That, and that was kind of another thing that I was thinking of was Nightcrawler. If it's I was gonna say Nightcrawler. he does give me he gives me a Nightcrawler feel. I could definitely see him playing Nightcrawler. Yeah, I could see something like that also. But that's that, that was kind of another thing with me with him being Legion was I want to see the X Men first. Yeah. Before I see him, I mean, unless they're just yeah. in very really Legion super, is not unless they're in like super preliminary talks. Yeah. And do we think we're yeah, gonna see for... Deadpool three before we see X Men? Yeah. Um. You're sure. Kendall is very sure about that. Shamari, are you sure about I think, that? I think it's already, possible. Isn't, isn't it already in development? No, we don't yeah. know anything about that pool three. I, I think it's possible. I mean, I know. Google it. Didn't we? Did, <laughs> did we? Didn't we recently get confirmation that Disney's doing Deadpool? Yeah, I feel like they, we, they we know out. they're doing. But I mean, we know they're doing X Men. <laughs> like, I think like the the depth of which the production that they're in yeah. is in like the infantile state. Like I don't think they've done right. really. I mean, we did a, we did a, we did all these segments about you know Litchfield losing his mind because there was no work being done on Deadpool. Right. I think all and we've gotten is that Disney. We know Disney is doing Deadpool. That's a fact. They they're not going to give up that back. There's zero percent chance that's happening. I, I think we heard some rumors recently that maybe that it will be rated R. I thought I feel like I, I saw a headline here or there, but that, nothing again like, nothing confirmed. It seemed like you know just people kind of reporting yeah. some stuff under the radar I mean, or under the, the thing you know, with. And the thing with Deadpool is like we have Ryan Reynolds. You have a, you already kind of have a general formula, right. you know. I feel like they have an idea of what they want to do with X Men, but it's much more in the air. With Deadpool, is you kind of know what you want to do with. De- you have Deadpool one. There's no casting. There's a, I mean, there's going to be some casting, but the main casting is done. The guy wants to do it. He knows how to do it. He's going to have a very big, large role, and I'm sure in the story and production. So I mean, you got kind of a lot of stuff done already. So I feel I definitely feel like there's a chance that could come out before um, X Men comes out. I don't know how likely, but I do think there's a chance. I I, I think it's gonna be, I think it's gonna be soon. Like I think it's gonna be Deadpool three. I don't think it'll be much of an MCU movie, but it'll have MCU tie-ins because why not? Why wouldn't Deadpool? You, yeah, you gotta make money, but. Um, but I think that it's. I, I think it's. I think we're 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 further along than I think we're giving it credit for. I think that's going to be the test for Marvel's uh, creative integrity with this Deadpool movie. Because as you you said, you guys both said, and I agree. I mean, yes, there are going to be playing MCU ties in this movie. But I think Kendall made an important point that this movie has to be Deadpool three, and it does. I think have to be somewhat contained. I think that the Marvel comics. And that, to be fair, the Marvel comics were way more starved for cash and attention than the MCU is or Disney is. You know, they print money there, so they so yes, they they had an incentive to put Deadpool in everything and put him on every team and make make his make him interact with every character they have. They had to have him in in Avengers and have a Spider Man line with him in the same time. Like that had to be done because. Marvel was desperately trying to get people to buy comic books, though. So they had an incentive to do that. Marvel Studios shouldn't. So in theory, 
I would hope that they 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 do do the MCU ties as, as much as you can and do them funny and do all that stuff as they did with the X Men ties in the first two movies. But I hope that they're disciplined and they're not saying, "Oh, Spider Man and X and and is Tom Holland and Daredevil Deadpool on a mission like that." That's not something I want to see. Yeah, I mean, I I totally agree. I think Deadpool has a chance to be more smaller scale, and I think it probably should be. I know it's going to be the third one. So they may they whenever you have a trilogy, the third one is always pressure to it's got to be the biggest one yet. Um, and I would argue the second one, the scale wasn't really that big either. Um, it was not. You know, but the was, stakes the stakes were the stakes were fair. They raised the stakes based on the future. They used cable to kind of raise the stakes. Right, right, right. You know, uh, completing the mission, successfully completing the mission meant like. The world was going to be intact because of just right, like, the right, chain right, of right. chain was, reaction things that happened, yeah. which is smart. Like to me, that's a Deadpool story. Like that, right? right. That's absolutely in Deadpool's wheelhouse. In real warehouse. time, it wasn't. But yes, they, the stakes they like, weren't doing anything that was like that was groundbreaking. But like course. you said, the, the the consequences were major. But that's how you um, should write Deadpool. Like they did a really good job with that. I know Deadpool two is, is way more polarizing than I ever would have imagined. Um, but and look, I mean, no Marvel that was well done. They get they 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 continuing to give themes to give Reynolds the keys. So he had a good handle on the second one. He had a good handle on the first one, but then he seemed like he got even more control in the second one, and it seemed like they're going to trust in him to do the third one as well. So and one last thing, I don't want to lose the original conversation that started with Matt Murdock. Um, you know, Kendall mentioned you know the She Hulk character. Who may or may not be Tatiana Malzani. You know, she claims it's not. Yo, but that stupid. Whatever. And I was stupid, but there was that stupid Hollywood Reporter article that just just said, "Yo, yeah, her thing's filming in a couple of months or a couple of weeks." I'm like, it, I, she said she's not playing the character, so what's happening here? But no, no. <laughs> did, the, did the article even address like her saying that she's not playing the character? No. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, um, it, was, it was the weirdest thing. Yeah, and that, before I make this point about Matt Murdock, um, these shows are revving up, man. I mean, Hawkeye is filming. Yes. Miss Marvel is filming. And now the word. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, she's on a bike. You saw that same photo, yeah. probably. Like, wow. This thing's going to come out pretty Yeah, they, they work it. Like, I mean, and yeah, I saw someone say it's online. It appears oh. that doing the shows <laughs> may be easier than doing the movies during this pandemic, is what I heard. On the streets, right. I don't know if that's accurate. But that's well, what, how it looks. The Flash had to had to had to shut down like like the Baltimore Ravens because of a, po- a, a COVID test, a positive COVID test. So, I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's, it, it it sounds it sounds <laughs> like the Marvel Studios TV team is full speed ahead, even though Marvel they're in the bubble. Studios mm-hmm, they movie, got, <laughs> the Atlanta hopefully. bubble, or wherever they shoot. Um, <laughs> Hopefully, you know, hopefully we get to see all this content soon. But real quickly, you know, Kendall mentioned She-Hulk being a lawyer. I think that, you know, Spider-Man's a pipe dream at this point. They're already filming. The eyes of Marinark appearing, I think, are slim to none. But I, I think She-Hulk makes a lot of sense, though. I mean, I assume She-Hulk, I say I, say I assume, but I don't know. But I assume that will be in New York City. And, and obviously with Matt Murdock's, uh, you know, ties to being a lawyer, I think that that definitely could work somehow. But um, I think we all agree that Charlie Cox needs to stay in the role. We, we don't want any other Daredevil. There's no need for it. Yeah, he's earned and, it. 
And there's no and we need Vincent D'Onofrio back as Kingpin. There's no one else that we want as Kingpin. I know he uh he's telling fans to sign a petition and get out there and, and yeah. you know, ra- basically raise hell to get him back, get everybody back. Cause um show is a special show. You know anybody who is a fan of the superhero stuff. Some people that aren't even a fan of the superhero stuff um have a great appreciation for D'Onofrio's uh, portrayal of Wilson Fisk of Charlie Fisk's portrayal of Matt Murdock. This is a really, really well done show. Um, I think I'm gonna start watching it again. You know, I, I got it all day tomorrow. I may, I yeah, may, I may, I may uh, watch it because I haven't watched it in a minute, but it's uh, it's fun. So hopefully, man, we get to get Matt Murdock back soon, and um, and hopefully he remains Charlie Cox moving forward. Uh, EJ, I was gonna say, should we um, should we talk about the the guys can be in Black Panther? Uh, what we, guy is going to be in Black Panther? The guy from Narcos. I didn't hear uh, about this news. Do you want to introduce oh, this yeah, news? Yeah, you can. Yeah. yeah. So, um... Well, like, right now. Or, I mean, might yeah. as well. You've blown up the show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, obviously, you know, there was, there was the report. I don't, I don't remember the gentleman's name, but we had the guy from Narcos, Mexico. I get, I, one of the characters from Narcos Mexico, one of the actors from Narcos Mexico, uh, will be in Black Panther, and there is uh, obviously a lot of questions around who is he going to play uh, Black Panther two, uh, which is going to start filming in July. You know, t- to me the 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 leading candidate. I know a lot of people are talking about Namor, uh, people out there talking about Doctor Doom. To me, I, I think it's White Tiger. I think this is this is Tanaka Huerta, by the way. There you go. Um, I, I, you know, and Craven's another one people have mentioned. Those seem to be the three or four that people are le- are leaning towards. And to me, I think it's I think it's uh, White Tiger. Um, there's no re- Craven's Euro- he's European, but there's no reason why he couldn't be Mexican. Um, Namor is an Atlantean, so he could really you could really make him whatever you wanted to make him. Um, you know, I've heard the Doctor Doom thing. It's probably, it's probably not Doctor Doom. I'm just gonna put that out there. So, uh, to me, I, look, I think White Tiger is the one that makes the most sense from a story perspective. If you're talking about moving on from, not I won't say moving on, but if we, talk, if we talk about transitioning to Shuri, um, which seems to be the story. I mean, we'll see. They seem to be. It seems like they may want to pair her with maybe another male Black Panther. We'll see what that ends up looking like, what that ends up being. But um, I can see them doing something where we have uh, the uh, the other White Tiger as well, maybe as a as a future character. So, um, but yeah, no, I think I, I, my guess is that he's playing White Tiger. I don't know about you guys. I mean, the White Tiger uh, has tie has had ties to Black Panther. In the comic books, and of course, you know, uh, now those ties tend to be more the you know the Jewish Casper uh, Cole White Tiger, you know. Though a lot of the White Tiger characters have been of uh, Latin descent. I mean, I, I I just don't see why you want White why would White Tiger be a villain? I guess to me is a question. I mean, I guess it doesn't. I mean, he may not be the villain. That's, I didn't think about the it. word. The word in the street is that he, that his character is yeah, playing. Yeah, that's what they're saying. The articles are saying. Yeah, he's going to be the villain. Yeah, I don't know. 
Um, I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think it's White Tiger. Switch. Yeah. The guy, he's the villain for like the first act. And then <laughs> he's the hero. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's, I don't, I wouldn't think it's White Tiger. Um, Primarily, well, a few reasons. First, I don't think they're going to make him the, the the villain of the movie. Right. I'd be shocked if they did. And I think they're going to want to stay away from the cat versus cat the thing. The copycat again. thing. That's what I'm worried about. Yeah. I think they're going to try to stay away from that. We do that, that again. again. We had a copycat villain the first one. I think a lot of people are going to talk about that and be yeah, like, okay, know. so another cat versus cat. Yeah. You know. And Marvel's think, had a bad history of copycat. I am not say bad, but they've had a history with copycat villains. Most yeah. of them not very good. Come yeah. on, was very good, but most of them. Not been Obadiah State Yellow Jacket. Yeah, I am longer <laughs> with Lash. Yeah. Yeah. So. So yeah. I mean, I think it, it probably uh, could be a Craven, could be a Namor, could be a, a few others. But uh, but yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess the guess the main primary guess is Namor. I think that's probably the best guess. That's, I'd be shocked. That's what everyone was. Namor. That's why everyone was saying was going to be in this movie. Yeah, you know, so, uh, so yeah, I don't know. We'll, see. I guess we'll see. Yeah, I mean, my guess, my guess would still be Namor. I'm not saying that it's confirmed and it's obvious, but again, you know, the White Tiger thing, I, I see how that could make sense. But then the problem again for me would be, you know, I don't know if you know, White Tiger really hasn't been a villain, so why make you know the Latino representation in the MCU right now is bad. It's not even good, okay, or average. You know, it's <laughs> it's poor. So right. why would your first venture into, uh, you know, a, you know, a Latin character who the the origin of the character, not the actor, is Latin. You know, obviously this actor will be playing Namor, but Namor is not from. You know, he's not Latin. He's Atlantean. So to me, to to present your first Latin characters that we're seeing on on the in the MCU in a major way. In a villainous way, I don't think it would make much sense. And I don't think Ryan Coogler would do that. So I see this being probably Namor. I just think with their smoke, there's fire. Um, we know this guy really badly wants to work with Namor. I'm not sure what or how, you know, Michael, excuse me, uh, uh, um, uh, the death of the Chadwick Bozeman is going to affect this movie but I saw this and it, to me it strikes to me that uh, well I see this now it, it strikes to me that you know this Namor thing is still pushing ahead that's, that's they, how they, I look at it they said that they're not gonna do any sort of digital CGI um, the way Marvel and Disney have moved recently with the Bozeman stuff I mean they, they put them on you know, Disney Plus, when you watch Black Panther, like the Marvel Studios intro is like all Chadwick Boseman in the mm-hmm. background. Like, they're that, not that, gonna... that, 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 tri- that tribute was outstanding. Wow. Yeah, it was excellent. Mm-hmm. Yep. They're not going to recast his character. Um, no, that's not happening. Yeah, I'm, yeah, at this point, I'll it's going to be, I think it's something in story is going to happen. Yeah. Um, and and... The, word, the word on the street is that Letitia Wright is about to have a much bigger role. Yeah. That's yeah. the word on the street. Again, I don't know if it's true. But that's just the word that people were talking about in the streets. And that, yeah, that's the natural progression. Um, does that mean that she's the title character? I mean, I don't know. But um, you know, do we get a? Do we get someone else? 
or do we get again? It sounds like there are there's speculation that we may have multiple Black Panthers. Who the multiple would be, I don't know. Um, but it, my guess is what we'll see is that we'll see a off screen, not off screen. I think I think it'll be an on screen death uh, by the hands of whoever the villain is. Um, Ooh. But it'll be in costume. They're gonna kill him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they better be. They have to be a ceremonious death. Oh yeah, it will. Can't just be ah, yeah. overpower. Ah, yeah, yeah. Just kill him. Like yeah. yeah can't mean, do, can't know. do what they did to uh, to uh, Chris Pine's uh, Spider Man in uh, oh. in uh, Into Oh yeah. Because that was Chris Pine. Chris Pine played that character, right? Was it Chris Pine? That up. I thought it was Chris Pine. Yeah, it was Chris Pine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was. Yeah. Yeah, they can't do that to. They can't do that to child to to child. That's not gonna happen. Yeah, no, they're not gonna do I that. I was thinking uh, Professor X in uh, X Men Three. Hey, yeah, I thought. <laughs> I, was I was like, well, which one? Oh, yeah, X Men Three. <laughs> that was a bad. God, I mean, I mean, Cyclops was bad, but Professor X was also bad. So I don't know. I mean, Cyclops was probably worse, but but it was it was Professor X. Like, come on, man, that was bad. Yeah. That whole movie was bad. So yes, it was. There's yes. no real debating. What was the worst part of X Men: The Last Stand? All of it. Yeah, all of it. There's no, there are no. Tell me what. There, a lot of these superhero movies, even the bad ones, there's some redeeming quality. There is nothing redeeming about Last Stand. It is uh, a mess. I mean, the only one to use Angel. I'll give them that. Yeah, they use Angel. That nah, but they use him whack. I'm not giving them no credit for that. He, like the CGI I mean, looked okay, but he, but the, they, his use in the movie was useless. Yeah, I mean, well, was, yeah, yeah they, they, he was an important character, kind of for no reason. But in the beginning, he started some political stuff with, with what's his name, uh, uh, what's his name, the guy that hates the mutants, hates all Kelly. the mutants, Kelly, yeah, Senator Kelly, and, who's not Senator Kelly, it's Mystique. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, or yeah, he was dead by then. Yeah, he died in the first movie. Mystique takes. Yeah, his yeah he, was he was still dead. in it. Yeah, it was, Mystique was playing him, I think, or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, something like that. I think, yeah. But they were doing all that stuff with with uh, him and the the mutant vaccine yeah, the, the and cure, stuff, yeah. the cure. Well, the vaccine. I'm thinking COVID. Yeah, yeah, they, play, wow. yeah the, the cure and uh, all that stuff. And <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, I thought that was interesting, but that only lasted like so long in X3. Yeah, in X, yeah, it really. Yeah, that was a movie that really fell off. Yeah, it fell. It fell off. We may have to do a rewatch of one of these some of these X Men movies. I know EJ's been been charping on that. Yeah, we should. That. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you know, I, I, no, what were no. you, you going to say? No, I was just like, now we can get to the rundown. Yeah, let's get to the rundown. Yeah, now we get we go back to live action. <laughs> nice, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, subversion from the plans of the show. Um, but according to the direct, Florence Pugh is set to reprise her role as Yelena Belova in the Disney Plus series Hawkeye. While her role in the project is unknown, she is said to be donning a Ronin-inspired costume, similar to the one Jeremy Renner's Clinton Barton War in Avengers Endgame. So, Kendall, are you thumbs up or thumbs down on Yelena Belova appearing in Hawkeye? Uh, I mean, this is why this movie should have came out on Disney Plus, Black Widow, because I didn't necessarily want to know this. It's the first thing I told you guys when I saw this story. I texted it to you. Yeah, yeah, you were 100% on right about that. You know, I mean, we we get this thing and it's I mean look it's not surprising 
It's not it's not a shock. And I guess it doesn't necessarily tell me what's gonna happen. I you know, the ruin and stuff, you know, you kinda maybe put two and two together. But at also at the same time, like you know what's gonna happen because we saw Endgame. So you know, all right, and Hawkeye is after Endgame, then we know what the deal is. But um so it, maybe I shouldn't be that surprised. Uh we know Hawkeye's gonna be in this movie. Uh at least we very, very likely if it hasn't been confirmed. So I, I don't know. Um I mean, I'm glad we said it months ago. I think I brought it up where I was like, Marvel, I know this talk, what's going to happen with Elena? Is she going to make it? Is she going to turn? What's going to happen? I don't know what's going to happen with her character. But what I do know is that Marvel didn't bring in Florence Pugh to play a one bit, one one movie role. This is, she is replacing Scarlett Johansson in the in the Marvel playbook. In the Marvel depth chart, Scarlett Johansson, <laughs> she has been, you know, she's inactive. She's been cut. Yeah, now we got Florence Pugh in replace, in, in to replace the role. And it's, I don't know, again, it doesn't mean she's playing Black Widow. I can't confirm that. But, but I can confirm that, yes, I, I Florence Pugh being in another movie is not surprising. So, um, look, I mean, I think it's cool. Uh, I think it's, I think it's good, but it'll be interesting to see how it's executed. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think, I mean, I think it's cool. I agree uh, with both of you guys that you know they should have released Black Widow already. We should. Yeah. It shouldn't have been. It shouldn't have felt a little bit spoilery. Yeah, I, and I can't even be mad about like oh spoilers because like the movie should have been out. Should have been out. You know, like they would have expected it to be out. Yeah, they're they're filming Hawkeye. It was gonna get out. Like you, this, no despite way. the despite the Wonder Woman news. You know, Disney said last week they're not releasing yes. Black Widow on streaming services. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's problematic. You know, it's, it's definitely problematic. I mean, um, I mean, honestly, I think the good vaccine news probably cemented Disney's position. If they're more unclear, they may have kind of waffled back and forth, but now they're probably like, ah. Like, oh, we can make a quick buck in like, we April. We can make we can make a buck in April, which you know, we don't know how much of a buck they're yeah, making. Yeah, like, all right, all right, Disney. So, all right, I mean, sure. We'll, I mean, we'll Black see. Black Widow. I mean, you, you see all these people. I mean, I, I, what I'll be, what I will say about the Disney Plus thing before we, you know, I'll let you guys go on, on Black Widow is that, or on Performer Pew is that I haven't seen some energy out there about the whole Disney Plus and would you pay the premier access. And the energy is kind of similar to Mulan, of like, no, I'm not paying $20 for Black Widow. Now, I don't know if that's... Now, the difference is that Black Widow has a staunch MCU base that Mulan just didn't have. Yeah. You know, Black Mulan Widow has an MCU base. Um, you know, Black Widow is uh, is not replaced. They're not replacing le- le- legacy characters. Right. You know, <laughs> right. and... Uh, and it didn't have the controversy, obviously. It didn't and have there's no the, controversy. All the controversy around it, but... But I, I, it was, it did concern me. Where I was like, mm. I mean, look, if I was Disney and I saw some of these people, the same same clowns that were saying it about Mulan, I'm now saying it, well, I won't say clowns again because <laughs> that's unfortunate. Because some of these people really just don't feel like paying that money. You know, they feel like it's it's, it's overpriced. Um, which during a pandemic, I understand. But I mean, another thing if that, I saw that, I'd be concerned about releasing the movie as well. Another thing that doesn't help with that is the fact that Wonder Woman ain't gonna have no premiere, or nothing. Nope. They're just releasing it. Nah. So free. they would look terrible. Yeah. yeah. So all you have to do is have HBO Max and you get to watch it. Yeah. 
with Disney, they're making you pay premium. Yeah. Yeah. For people for, making the choice. For potentially worse content. I mean, yeah. if Wonder Woman is better. Yeah. So that would that would make them look horrible. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. I almost wonder if that was part of, which we'll get to it later. Part but, of HBO Max. Yeah, it may have been part of history. Part of their calculation. Yeah, it definitely was part of HBO's calculation. But, I mean, on, on Pew, look, I, I, I'm thumbs up on the appearance. I think that, you know, I'm really excited about what Disney Plus and Marvel Studios has in store in terms of really connecting these movies and these shows. I, I think that what we're about to witness is going to be um, unprecedented. That's just the way it feels. It just feels like these stories are going to be so connected, and that's what you know, Feige has said, and that's what he has pitched. Um, but I'm, I'm thumbs down on, on knowing about it, to be honest. You know, and, and I do agree with you guys that this is kind of the problem that we have with them, you know, not, not having put out Black Widow. You know, had Black Widow been put out, we would have had um, a better idea of where this story was going to be going. Um, and, and that's good. It's, it's, it's okay to have um, judgments and, and predictions about where a story is going for a show that hasn't come out yet. It's not good for you to make news about a character that hasn't even appeared now i'm making judgments about not that show but about the movie now i'm going back to black widow saying okay so pew we knew she was going to survive i agree with kendall they weren't going to put get pew to just kill her off but okay she's going to be ronin you know what kind of turns it's going to be why would she be ronin after endgame so like now i'm asking these questions that to be honest i really don't want to be asking i want to just watch black widow and see this play out i don't want to try to figure out based on now context clues of, of her future, especially when I hear, you know, the rumors on the streets, again, not confirmed, but Grace Randolph saying that she's supposed to appear in, uh, you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier. It's not putting those pieces together. Okay, well, now why she's in Boston and Winter Soldier and this show? How is that going <laughs> to work? Like, I don't want to be asking those questions. I, I don't, I want, I want to watch Black Widow, see the final product, and know the direction of the show, of the franchise, and when they hear these news about, oh, Francis Ford's character, the one you saw and you saw what she did in the last movie, now she's going to be pushing her story forward in another project. That's what I want to see. I don't want to be doing this retroactive now. I'm trying to predict another movie that hasn't come out yet. Like, this this aspect of it is weak. I kind of wish that they would have found a better way to keep this under wraps if this is true. I have no reason to believe it's not true because it makes sense that given that we are all assuming that Jeremy Renner will be in, in, in Black Widow, that it makes sense that... You know, Florence Pugh would be in Hawkeye. So all that makes sense. But I, I didn't want to have to play this game. Now I'm doing a guess a game of what's happening in Black Widow. I just want to see Black Widow. So that part of it kind of was a bummer. Because it's like, I should be excited for this. But I don't I don't even know, outside of her name being Yelena Belova and what that means for the comic, what that means from the comic books. I don't know what that means for this MCU. And now I'm playing a guessing game for a movie that I haven't seen yet that I should have seen months ago. Do we have any, you know, we haven't talked much about Black Widow. I mean, we talked about releasing the movie. We haven't actually talked about the movie. Because it should be out by now uh, for a while. We haven't talked about it in a while. Uh, but now that we have more stuff on it, um, if we want to touch base, what, what do we think is, do we have any predictions? Still have time, obviously. But we have any predictions of what's going to happen with her character? or With, with, uh, with Natasha? Or like. A post credit scene, not uh, well. I mean, you could if you have anything on her. No, hey, I'm just asking. I don't know. 
But I was, but I was specifically on uh, Yelena. Yelena. <sighs> but either one, any bold predictions for the movie? I think Yelena. I think Yelena. Yelena could be a scroll. Yelena could be a scroll. Wow. Yeah, Yelena could end up being the scroll queen. If we're doing Secret Invasion, I think that Florence Pugh would make a lot of sense. That'd be kind of wild. Um, I think Yelena. The fact that she's involved with potentially with Falcon and, and, and Winter Soldier makes me wonder. You know, could there be a Hydra angle too? The return of Hydra potentially. Um, Winter Soldier, I think about could we could we be getting Thunderbolts? Right, that too. Getting because we know what you call especially especially we're talking about her taking a Ronin turn potentially. Talk about Ronin. We talk about uh, Zemo is going to be in Falcon Winter Soldier. True. Uh, I think Ross is supposed to be in this movie, right? Or he's supposed to be in Falcon Winter Soldier. He's supposed to be in one of those. And by the way, I mean she could be. In the Thunderbolts and be a scroll. Those both <laughs> can be true. All right, now we're playing Jeez, five not, dimensional. Now, so Feige's just writing a comic book. Piece. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> this is look, man. If we if we gonna if we gonna play this game. Let's play it. I'm just saying, all options are on the table. Once you go down, once you go down that road of doing Secret Invasion, which is it, all the tea leaves suggest that's where we're gonna go. Well, I mean, we did get Civil War in, in the midst of the Infinity Crisis. Yep. So I mean, who knows? Yeah. He's not afraid to overlap. He's not afraid to blend in multiple different storylines. And he's got to find a way to, to to outdo the Thanos hype, which I don't know if he'll ever outdo. Look, we'll talk about uh, it. No, I don't think... I, I, I agree. I think that, that that... What they... I mean, that to me is like Empire Strikes Back in any war. Like, that's never going to be done again. Yeah, like, I don't you, know if that will They can only do... They could do a lot of other amazing dope stuff, but, like, the we're, feeling yeah. of that... We're never gonna have this. We're, 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 we're gonna talk about the next topic, but all right. I think they're about to. Uh, I think they're about to. I mean, not top it, but equal it. All right, let's get to, right. let's get to the next topic. So, uh, Geese, World, Geese Worldwide <laughs> is reporting that uh, Alfred Molina, who played uh, Otto Octavius in Sony Spider-Man Two way back in the day in the in the early two thousands, has been on set for the third installment of Sony and Disney's collaborative Spider-Man franchise starring Tom Holland. The website says Melina has been practicing stunts and filming scenes as none other than Dr. Octopus. We already know Jamie Foxx's Electro is slated to be in the film. With the news of Melina also being in the fold, are you excited about the direction of the new Spider-Man movie so far? And Ken, no sense, you're the one who was hyped about this last, next topic. I want to hear what you guys say about it. Look, man. Uh, I mean, I know you guys talking about, you know, this, this little Infinity War movie. Little Infinity War. This guy. This guy. This guy little little Infinity War. Oh, all right, calm down. <laughs> but, but take a seat. But, yeah, I know. Yeah, let me relax. <laughs> man. But Spider Man Three, whatever it's gonna be called, Spider Man, uh, Home by Six. What are we talking? What are we calling it? Home Run. Whatever it's being called, <laughs> Spider Man Three is gonna be home skillet. The biggest <laughs> home skillet. <laughs> Jesus uh, home Depot. Uh, no, yeah, Spider Man Three is going to be the biggest Marvel. It's going to be up. It's, it's going to be between this, that and Civil War as the biggest non Avengers Marvel movie. And again, I mean, we talk about Infinity War. That may be a that may be a, a bit too far, but if if we're talking about McGuire and Garfield coming back and playing major roles in this movie, then this movie I think is past Civil War. Um. 
if they're playing, if they're cameos, or if they're playing, like, lesser roles, but, like, they're in it, but it's, like, you know, you kind of didn't know going in, and they, you know, they show up, and, like, you lose your mind for a second, but that's not the whole movie, then that's a different story, you know, but if we, if we're, if we're, if in the trailer, we know Tobey Maguire and, and Garfield are in this thing, then this is, this is gonna, in a normal sense, this is, like, breaking all the records, like, hmm. people, the trailer, imagine how many clicks and views that trailer is gonna get, if Maguire... And Garfield are in it. I mean, that's that's getting a billion. It's getting hundreds of millions of views on YouTube. So, yeah, I mean, Alfred uh, Alfred Molina being in this. I, I, I mean, I guess we brought him up the last time we talked about this movie, just because I, we went we ran down pretty much the list of every Spider Man villain, uh, and he was on the list. But I didn't really realistically think he'd be in it. Um, he was probably yeah. I felt like yeah. I felt like he was the guy we laughed off the most. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was one like we'll like, oh, never see him. Like, we'll never see him back in a Spider Man movie. He's like, well, yeah. Nah. Uh, so I mean, if that means Feige is really serious about this movie, and Feige and Sony, I gotta give them credit as well since they are uh, their names mm-hmm. on the movie. But uh, <laughs> Feige and Sony are very serious about this movie being really good. I think again, this is their next big swing. If if Endgame was the last big swing that they took, this is the next one, which. I mean, it's, it's going to be pretty much the next movie, I mean, besides Black Widow. So, uh, I'm, obviously, I'm thumbs up. Obviously, I'm all in on this movie. Um, hopefully, hopefully, it lives up to the hype. And then the other question, and obviously, and I'll let Shamar answer, is is he even playing the guy that we saw? I mean, we know Electro may not be the same Electro from Amazing Spider-Man. Is mm. Alfred Molina playing a more traditional Dr. Octopus. Is he playing a guy wearing a green and yellow jumpsuit? Like, I don't know. I mean, you the question. He won't be wearing a green and yellow jumpsuit. That, <laughs> that, that I can tell you. He's got, like, some, some comb over. Like, don't he, has, he, doesn't have the, he doesn't have the coconut head. Yeah, the coconut head. There we go. There you go. And the mushroom, <laughs> the, and the mushroom haircut. Yeah. Um, Sham, the one thing I will say about this, and this is something that dawned on me hearing about this Molina news and seeing this movie kind of take shape to be this epic as it goes along. We hear more news about it. I kind of understand now why Disney felt like they could walk away from, I mean, excuse me, why Sony felt like they could walk away from Disney. Because if this is what they had, they don't need Marvel for any of this. Yeah, they were like, yeah, well, this is what we're doing. So Marvel, you can be attacked. And if you remember, Sham, the early conversations, the early statements that were coming out from both sides, Sony kept saying, we feel very excited about what the future holds for our Spider-Man. <laughs> they seemed, and the, the, the whole world was in a panic, but they seemed very comfortable with, they'll be fine making stories moving forward. Now, obviously, this doing this without the MCU takes a different spin because now it's like, okay, are, you're just taking him out of the universe to put him in to this. But I, I get the feeling that they wanted to go this route all along and they knew that this would be uh, a major game changer if they did this. Hence why they were like, we don't need, you know, Dr. Strange to do this. We'll make, you know, all that all that interest in Madam Web, maybe that was, <laughs> that this was the reason. You know what I'm saying? Like, like they, they, they could find a way to make this story work. Or I don't say make it work, because Sony, who knows what they make it in. But they can make it happen. Let me put it that way. Yeah, make it profitable. Yeah, make it happen. Make it, put it, bring it to screen. They could do all that, but they didn't need Marvel to make that happen. Marvel helps, and Marvel, infusing Marvel 
creates even greater interest in the larger multiverse beyond just Spider-Verse. But that was the one thing I thought about when I saw this. I was like, yeah, now I see why that Sony was totally fine with just walking away and never talking to Disney again. Because I think they felt like they had something that was money and they just need to get it on the screen. It didn't matter who who was developing it, where the universe was in. They just knew they had the story. Yeah. I mean, this is this is massive news. Um, now, obviously, Spider-Man 2, to me, and I think to both of you guys as well, one of the best superhero movies ever made. Facts. Right? Hands, hands down. Yeah, top ten. Clear, obviously, yeah, top ten. facts. Un- top unquestionably ten. top ten. I, I would argue unquestionably top ten. Um, oh, the list is getting tougher now. Yeah. It's getting t- and the, the getting, more the more time pa- yeah. time passes. <laughs> that's why I said tough. ten. That's why I didn't say five. Yeah. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> but it's the unquestionably top ten to me still. Unquestionably one of the best of its era. That is un- definitely unquestionable. Yeah, of its well, era, yeah, that's top without five. question. Yeah. yeah, yeah, of its era, it's probably top three. Twenty ten. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, so, yeah. This is this is massive news. Much more exciting than the than the electro news, though. That was fairly exciting as well. And Doc Ock, where did he rank as a film? I I would say even now that era, or even now, he said easily top 10 probably like top six honestly i mean the mcu villains we've said yeah. mcu villains especially if we're talking marvel you know yeah if we're talking marvel dc now we had dc yeah, that's DC, a whole other you got a couple of jokers in there and that kind of right. some jokers and got a couple other but but i mean i think even i think overall i think he's top six he was a great villain he yeah. was a great doc guy yeah, yeah. truly um, one of the best villain so, castings we've had probably in comic book movie history yeah um now i do have to i do have to question I do have to be the the the, the negative. Is probably playing my role. Negative Nancy. The oh, what are you talking about? That's be me in this segment. Now I do wonder with with the younger generation because remember we of course grew up on these movies, right? So we right. know Doc Ock, we know yeah. his story, we know how awesome he was in Spider Man Two. Do the younger generation? Do they know how? Did they see Spider Man Two in the movies? So let me take this, Kendall. Did, here's did, here's because Kendall mentioned this yeah. point just a couple like, of minutes ago. <laughs> And I think that this is going to be important because, as Kendall said, remember, the Electro that we're getting is right. different than the Electro that we, whatever that we, whatever we saw in the Amazing Spider-Man 2. He won't be, he, not blue, this, hashtag, yeah, hashtag not blue this time, according to Jamie Foxx. So, to me, the reason why I think this will work is because it won't really matter to the younger generation, generation if you know Afro Molina was a Doc Ock before. Because I think that these iterations of the villains that you're going to get in this movie will be more traditional to what you're expecting in a Spider-Man movie. So, I don't think that Jane Fox is going to wear the exact intellectual costume that we see in the comic books. I mean, that costume is one of the worst costumes we probably have in all comics. But I think he's going to wear something. I think he's going to probably wear green and gold. It's probably going to look a lot more similar. And it'll, it'll be a lot more, it'll make a lot more sense. I think Doc Ock is so iconic. It don't even matter who's whose arms who's who's wielding the arms it's just you're a kid you know anything about spider-man all you need to know is that, that that's doc ock and i think that they'll fill in the story to make the kids catch up to what's going on but but i don't think that that'll be as much a hurdle because i think that these characters will be a lot more uh they'll play it more straight as we as we like to say in you know sports or something like that they'll play it more straight with these iterations of these villains so the history for the younger generation won't matter as much because they'll recognize immediately 
I don't know what this guy did before, but I know he's Doc Ock because he looks and acts and talks just like Doc Ock. And if we, if, if, and, and you know, how young are we talking? Because if you're talking like anybody under like 20, then Spider Man. Like you're going to see Spider Man. You know, you're not necessarily going to see Doc Ock. That's true too. Um, and then the other thing is, like, if Tobey Maguire is in it, then, like, if you care that Tobey Maguire is in it, then you probably know that he's been in the movie. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> the thing, like, too. Yeah. And the third one stunk. So it's like, I mean, maybe you know, I mean, you probably know the third one because of Venom and stuff, but, like, you know, it, right. the second one's the best one. If, if you don't know the guy from the best one, although it probably is the least talked about because it was sandwiched in between and. You know, the third one was like again it had Venom and the marketing was great and it was a me- mega flop. And the first it's, one was the first. it's sandwiched between two incredible spectacles. Yeah, like the first, good and bad. The first one was an incredible spectacle, unlike anything we've ever seen in film. Yeah, and the third one, you could argue, was an incredible spectacle, yeah. unlike Mike, anything we've ever seen flop. in film in the bad way. Probably the biggest flop in history, superhero movies. Yeah, when 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 looking at the hype. Yeah, critically, I mean, the money, the money. I think the money was there, but critically, one hundred percent. Yeah, if we're talking, yeah, the money. Yeah, they, of course, they made, money. they banked probably yeah. crazy money. But yeah, like yeah, in terms of like, Shafari said, the hype versus what we ended up getting as the product, and like you didn't I, yeah. mention the critical. Uh, yeah, I feel like like the way the way this generation talks about Dark Knight Rises is like is like yeah, that's that's what Spider Man Three was. Like this yeah, generation like loses mind about yeah. how like. Dark Knight Rises is probably up there in terms of and like, yeah, that had a lot of hype and it definitely fell short. Yeah. But like, but, it, it, but like you said, I don't think it's fair. You know, I no, like it's it. not a fair comparison at all. It's a, no, it's, it's a good movie. It's just not the Dark Knight, which I mean, most movies are. It's probably not even bad. Begins, but still a great movie, or or still it's a very good movie. Um, yeah, I mean, Spider Man Three is like different. not. It's not like Ant Man. <laughs> it's not Spawn. Like you know, it's like it's like it's bad. Really bad, and and again, thinking about the hype for that movie, um, man, that was something else. But now uh, this this uh this Alfred Molina thing, and I don't know why is it me or does it feel like Alfred Molina really hasn't gotten a lot of work since that movie? Like, I yeah, think- that's probably they reached out to him. Like, Yo, you're not really doing much anyway. You know, it's not like we're taking you off the set of like you know. It's not you're 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 you know starring on some oh, Netflix. Yeah, I'm sure they, I'm sure they didn't say anything like that. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely how they recruited. Uh, right? You probably need some work, right? Ah, so clearly the the money isn't coming in how it used to, right? <laughs> no, um, but no, but like I mean, I one thing I was gonna say on what EJ said about Sony is that don't you feel like on the upside for Sony? Well, yes, they could have done this venture on their own. It's probably easier for them, which is why they made the deal with Marvel. It's probably easier for them to recruit people like Melina and Jamie Foxx when you tell them Kevin Feige's involved. Like, Jamie Foxx, having been in that last one, is like, why am I coming back to play with you guys? Like, why do you want me back? Like, this isn't going to work. But then when he gets the call from Kevin Feige, now it's like, oh, all right, yeah, I'll come back. It's like the guy, it's like some guy that played on the Knicks, you know, and it's like, why do you, why, why would I want to go back to the Knicks? Oh, but they have a new GM. So, all right, all right. I'll go back, you know. So that's where I think this. Uh, that's why I think that's where I think Sony's benefited by having the Marvel thing on their having the Marvel logo on their uh, on their movies. But yeah, no, this is going to be huge. Um, I, I'm excited. It's funny looking at Alfred Molina's like uh, his work. Like he's actually done a lot of work. It's just not in like these. Like he hasn't been in a movie as big as Spider Man Two since Spider Man Two. 
Well, well, he did the, well, he did the Da Vinci Code. That's pretty big. But maybe he sends the Da Vinci Code. You know, like... Even that was like, a while ago. Yeah, I was saying, like, wow, that's, that that's was 2006. Like, a year later? <laughs> yeah, that's 2006. Spider-Man 2 was 2004. So he literally parlayed Spider-Man 2 into Da Vinci Code. And then since then, he's... But, like, the interesting thing is he actually done a lot of voice work. Like, I didn't know he did voice work on Monsters University and Ralph Breaks the Internet and in Frozen 2. Wow. Um, and I also okay. want to give him a I also want to give him a, a shout out to because uh, he lost his wife this year by the way I didn't realize Joe uh, oh, Joe Gassioni who also was an actress uh, died this year. So oh I man, that's also terrible. send our send our prayers to him as well. And I'm hoping if he I is in, if he is if he is in this movie I want to I hope that he can uh, honor her memory and and do a great job. What are you gonna say, Kendall? I'm shout out not to keep it too sad, but um, you know we lost another Cyclops. Uh, since the last show, oh we yeah, did. I remember. Yeah, yeah so Kirby Morrow. Um, obviously, you guys know I'm a huge X Men Evolution fan. Facts. Uh, it's my favorite X Men show. Might be my favorite superhero cartoon. Um, and you know he died this week or last week rather. Um, and you know it's the second X Men, second Cyclops voice actor in the last month that we've lost. So very very. Uh, sad stuff, obviously, you know. Crazy. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't have a, I don't have much more to say on that. You know, it's obviously tough news. Um, you know, but keep uh Nolan North, who's the voice of, and Wolverine X Men, keep him in bubble wrap. James Marsden. James Marsden. Yeah, 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 man. Sheridan. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, sad, sad couple months for X Men fans. For sure. Yeah, R.I.P. Um, to all these wonderful talents that we've lost this year. Um, let's uh, keep the show going. Let's let's talk about um, another uh, blast in the past that may be appearing in a, in a new superhero movie. So, according to the Vulcan Reporter, Linda Carter is in talks with Warner Brothers to reprise her role as Diana Prince for the new Flash movie, starring Ezra Miller and being directed by Andy Muschietti. Uh, Carter uh, played Wonder Woman for the iconic TV series that aired on ABC and CBS in the 70s and has recently had a, a role as a recurring guest on Supergirl on the CW. It's unclear if Carter would be a cameo or have a larger role in the movie, uh, which is also expected to he- heavily feature uh, Michael Keaton reprising his role as the 1990s Bruce Wayne. Uh, Kendall, do you buy or sell this being a rumor? That's true. Um... So I mean, look, if we're talking, you're saying if it's true. Do you think this is true? Do you think that we'll see Linda Carter? Oh, I think it is. Oh, uh, I, I, I don't want to put that because in talks. Do you think that they're seriously in talks to put Linda Carter in this movie? Uh, probably. Uh, I I don't. I have the reason I believe it. Um, it sounds like something they would do. Uh, am I excited about it? Not necessarily. Um, I do not have the same enthusiasm for this story as I do. And it's funny. It feels like every time we. T- uh, for, well, first of all, I have to say, uh, we have a Warner Brothers story, so what's Ray Fisher coming out with? Um, no, but uh, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> you know, clearly a Ray Fisher story is about to drop in a couple of days. But um, but it's funny well, how every time well, we talk well, about well, te- well, technically, if we're going to play that game, uh, just and I don't want to go on a story on it, but uh, Ray Fisher claims that, uh, what's the guy's name? Um, Whedon lost his job on the show he was developing for HBO. Because oh, yeah, of he, all he this, did. We, he because of, out. Yeah, of he, a Justice League game. I need a break. 
that's funny. Yeah. I tell you what, the yeah. statements he made did sound very much like I'm covering for something. They didn't. It was hey, like, yeah. Yeah, like who just pass? Who just passes up work and money? <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. You were creating, like, yeah, nah, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, I don't want to do it. <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> you know how much time these people put into making these shows? I know, man. And him's like, oh, the pandemic is too hard to do this. I'm yeah, like, so you're gonna pass nah, up millions of dollars. Like um, that's not work. Um, he just re- can replace easily. Like as we said, he's not getting a lot of work. So anyway, yeah. So to be fair, no, Ray Fisher would yeah. say that this is the cover up for that story. Yeah, no, this is the cover up. Linda Carter in Flash. Be a while. They're starting to run out of ideas, aren't they? Um, <laughs> but uh, it, no, it's just funny how we always. It seems like we always parallel the Spider-Man multiverse stories with the or the Doctor Strange multiverse stories with the. Uh, with yeah, the they're, they're they're cousins. They're 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 like distant cousins. These two movies. Yeah, these movies will be linked. Yes. Uh, well, Spider-Man plus Doctor Strange and then Flash. Always yeah. be linked. Um. So yeah, I, no, I mean this. Do I buy it? That is true. Probably. Do I buy it as an idea? No. I think that. No. Okay. Um. If it's a cameo, one percent fine. If okay. you know, if you can show up as a cameo, get people excited. Linda Carter is back. Whatever. Um, but, you know, I would hope it's not anything more than that. Um, I don't really need Wonder Woman, Linda Carter in this movie, um, for more than a scene. Um, I know we're getting Keating. I know we're getting Keating. But I, I, we don't want this movie. This is a Flash movie. You know what I mean? And now we're talking about, like, Wonder Woman's gonna be in it, and we already have maybe multiple Batmans going on. We don't, we don't know what's gonna happen with that. So I Jeffrey Morgan. Yeah, yeah, we're getting Jeffrey Morgan. So, um, yeah, I'm thumbs down. I don't have too much to say on it, but that just seems like Mm. a bit of a I don't say a waste of time. Yeah, getting a little too much, too much. You know, if you're telling me that you're gonna put, uh, you know, if you're telling me you're creating space to put Christian Bale in there, then all right, I'm willing to listen. Uh, I don't know if I'm. Going crazy over Linda Carter. Hmm. I mean, I'm more positive on this. I mean, I don't think this is really bad. First of all, I believe this is true. I think it makes sense. I think it's a great callback. And I think it just brings a lot of fans. It, it just bring a lot of people in. A lot of bring a lot of people into into the um, into the movie. And I think it'll be fun as well for a lot of people. You know, to see Linda Carter on the big screen as Wonder Woman. I think that'll be, I think that'll be something to see, like almost like an event kind of thing for a lot of people, not for everybody, but for a lot of people. I think it will be. Um, do I think she's going to be Wonder Woman for you know, on screen for a long period of time? No. Uh, so, so I don't think that's that's so in that sense I agree with you. I ne- wouldn't necessarily want to see that, but I don't think that's what we're going to see. Because I mean, this is a, kind of a big Hollywood movie, and not that Linda Carter can't do it, but you know, I think in terms of of what people will want to go in and see, I don't think they would want to go in and see a Linda Carter Wonder Woman and the Flash movie. So, um, but I don't think we're getting that. So I'm fully on board. This is a great idea. I think it makes sense, and I think it, I think it would be a nice treat for a lot of people. Um, do I buy that this is happening? I'm a little skeptical. I'll be honest. I'm a little skeptical. Uh, 
only because I just feel like this is the kind of thing that to me would make sense more as a cameo than like a full blown role uh, in terms of her, you know, playing a major part in in the in the, in the movie because as Kendall mentioned, you know, this is a Flash movie, and while we know it's Flashpoint inspired, and we know that he'll probably be going through multiple dimensions and maybe time travel as well. You know, I, I just don't know if I want this to go too much off of the reservation of Flash. But I, I, to be honest, I think that it will. I, I don't think that my wish is going to be granted. I think that this is going to be very expansive, very out there. And, you know, I guess for me, I just feel like the Doctor Strange movie seems to be fitting more of a purpose. And this seems to be just more what can we do to just give a cool cameo, which it could still be great. It could still be an awesome moment. It still could be a great movie. But I guess that when I thought about, you know, Linda and what she could provide uh, as Wonder Woman to this story, I, I guess for me, I'm just thinking from a story point standpoint, I, you know, I'm assuming that this is now a third dimension we're talking about. We're talking about Keaton in one dimension, wherever Ezra Miller is from, and, and Affleck, who's allegedly supposed to be in part of this film as well. And then Linda Carter, now we're adding a third dimension and how is she going to play into it? It just seems like a lot. I know I'd be curious to see what exactly her role would be. Um, what I will say is I, I do feel like Linda Carter seems to be the kind of person that would absolutely be interested in doing this. One thing, one of the things I love about Linda is she really, like she, we always talk about on the show, like people needing to understand like what it means to be these characters on film and on TV and like kind of the, you know, the responsibility that bears. I think that you could, I could make the case that no one has exhibited that through our history of our film better than Linda Carter. I mean, I feel like she reps being Wonder Woman 24-7 still to this day. And considering she's 69 years old, like that's admirable. Um, and she should be commended because I think that she's always presented herself with class and grace. And I love her role in Supergirl. And I think that, you know... Um, uh, Melissa talked, talked about, you know, how great it's been to have someone like Linda Carter on that show with her. Because, um, you know, Melissa Minos playing a very important female character, superhero character. So so I feel like Linda would absolutely do it. She'd probably kill it because, you know, she's really good in these roles. I, I would just question the why and, and in what position are we putting her in? You know, that would be, I guess, my only question. But shout out to Linda Carter, man, because she's an icon. And I mean, if it's it's hard to fault them for putting her in, I guess to me, I'm like, okay, well, this would be a better like cameo I didn't know about. So if you're telling me, okay, she's gonna have a major role, I need to know what it's about, I guess, before I can completely be sold. You know, that that's I guess you know the only question because I, I feel like, as I said, one movie is that these talking these two distant cousins between multiverse, multiverse of madness, and Flashpoint. One movie feels like it's it's definitely serving a purpose to a, a larger, greater good, so to speak. And I don't really see much purpose yet in anything they're doing with this Flash movie. So before I can really co-sign anything they're doing, I need to have a little bit more of an idea of what what is the meaning of all of this. Why do why is this Flash? Why does our first Flash movie have to be this? You know, I think that's always that's been the question. I think anybody who's thought about this critically has asked. And uh, Linda Carter is a legend and icon. She's great, but you don't get that answer when you tell me Linda Carter is also going to be in this movie. That's again supposed to be a Flash movie. Um, 
Let's uh, talk about Wonder Woman some more. So uh, we spoke about the possibility a few weeks ago that Wonder Woman 1984 would be available on HBO Max soon. And shortly after that episode we did uh, a couple weeks ago, we learned that indeed the film will be released on the app Christmas Day. So that will coincide with the release of the movie in theaters, which was not what was reported. We did the show a couple weeks ago. They were saying that maybe they'll put the movie out in theaters and then a week later it'll be on Disney, uh, on HBO Max which I, I said on the podcast I did not want to see that I thought that that would be um, stupid because I ha- then you have people having to you know avoid spoilers for a week in order to to uh, to make sure they see the movie pure you know when they first watch it but now it appears that we don't have to do that because it's coming out in the same day I know we've been calling this for a long time in terms of having these movies appear on these uh, digital releases Kendall has been the biggest proponent on the show that uh, after several delays, we're finally here. So, uh, Sham, how do you think this experiment will go for Warner Brothers and HBO? Because we've been pushing for We've been saying this is how it should be done. We know how it's going to happen. But, you know, to determine how we move forward after this, a lot's going to be determined by how many people to stream on the app, how many people buy the app, uh, how many people watch this movie on the app. How do you think this all is going to work out now that we have a concrete plan of when and how we'll be watching Wonder Woman 1984. Um, I think a lot of people are going to be watching this uh, on the app. You know, I think whether it be through... Does HBO Max have free trials? I know Disney Plus doesn't have any more free trials. Probably not. I don't think they would do this you don't think so? with a free trial. You're not, you're not, you're not, yeah, there's going to be no free trials, I think, for this. Probably that, not. I mean, that'd be crazy to me if they did that. Yeah, I think that'd be pretty wild. Wow, that would have I mean, that's a. I mean, I, I look, I, and I will say, I a lot of love for them to not do the Disney Plus route, as we mentioned earlier, by making you pay another forty. Putting yeah. that out for just just purely for <laughs> that nine ninety nine subscription is is really really. I wouldn't have done that if I was running HBO yeah. Max oh, yeah. and Warner Brothers. I would, I would feel like that that business that. model seems insane, but this is where we're at. So. Much love to them, you know, and that's what we talked about. I don't know how many times we talked about it on this show. Like, say what you want about, you know, DC, but and Warner Brothers, and we've said a lot <laughs> to be fair, but you they make these moves every now and then that really shows, man, they really are trying to do this for the fans. Sometimes they it doesn't come out right and it doesn't look great, and we have our complaints, but in a move like that to put Wonder Woman. Just on the app, no premium subscription needed. I mean, that, that's just that's just a pure thank you guys for supporting us, and we hope you continue to support us. And that, something that I could never imagine Disney doing. In fact, Disney says we'll never ever do that. So, uh, so don't even think about Black Widow doing that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I honestly, I really think this is gonna go. This is gonna work out. I think this movie is gonna be fantastic. First of all. So I think, and, and it all really starts from there. The movie's good. People Word are going to watch it. Yeah. People are going to watch it. People are going to say, you got to watch this. If you like the first Wonder Woman, you'll love this one. And I think that's that's going to get out, out there. So, yeah, I, I think this movie is going to do great. I think it's good. I think the streams, in terms of streaming, and and I think it's going to be the most streamed movie, direct to, to, direct to video or direct to streaming movie. Ever. I, I, mean, think, uh, I think easily. 100%. How many of those streams are going to be bots? <laughs> bots. Well, I mean, we're not I don't want to. Look, with all, the, with all the lack of success I've had securing a PS5, I don't want to hear the word <laughs> bot 
said in my presence for the next six year. nine. You look at six nine streaming numbers. I mean, he's like he's the goat. I mean, it was about. No, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, this thing is it's gonna do insane numbers in terms of streaming. I mean, it's, it, I mean, Patty Jenkins seems to be in her element with this character. She really wants people still to go out and see the movie, which I mean, yeah. Maybe, let me let me be on. Let me let me let me be very blunt. Um, right. I thought <laughs> I thought Patty Jenkins and and Gal Gadot's comments were clownish remarks. Out of this, um, I thought they sounded a little bit like two people who didn't get their way and were kind of still in denial about what happened. Yeah, defiant. Yeah. Yes, defiant is a great word. I love both women. I think they both represent this culture great. I think they're both incredible talents, and I'm so happy that they've been working on this project and working with Wonder Woman, the character to put those statements out that you should still go to theaters after they say that you can watch it at home when people are dying every day at a very alarming rate was pure clownish behavior. And I think there's this, if I'm a call a hundred, I always, always keep it a hundred on this show that needed to be said. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, um, I didn't like the energy at fandom when at fandom, they were I didn't like it. Like, yeah, yeah. It's definitely coming out in theaters. Only in theaters. I'm like, wow. All right. <laughs> All right. I mean, I guess that's what we're doing. All right. I mean, yeah. clearly, I mean, and, and to be fair, like, they, they've been not... saying they've been saying this in public. So, like, to be fair to them, it's not like this is a, a, a divulging from their public commentary. But to me, the, I would argue the only reason we haven't seen it yet is because of Patty Jenkins and Gal Gadot. That's my impression now. That's how, the feeling I get. I don't want to say the only reason, but I feel a, a great reason why now is because of those two. Uh, because of those two. Because to me, I mean, to put a, a statement that is just like not in co- it is concurrent with like not concurrent or whatever the word would be um, with what your company is saying about hey, be safe and watch the movie at home. Like, they didn't say nothing about, oh, if you have the money and you're safe, go to the theaters. There was nothing about that in the Warner Brothers statement, in the HBO statement. For you to do a separate statement talking about going to theaters, that to me, that, that tells me, okay, this fight that we've been having and these people, this, this public discourse we've been having with why this movie hasn't come out yet and why we haven't seen our streaming service, it's the two most important people in this franchise, to be fair, are those two women. And they deserve that clap like they deserve to have a, a great say in how this movie is seen but as someone who disagrees with how they've gone about it now I'm, I'm like okay well now i know why we haven't seen it these uh uh, uh you know the two stars are, are they they absolutely did not want this to happen and I, I get that it's a tough situation like your movie you're, you made a movie to be seen in theaters and you know and if you're a director i have to imagine like there's certain there's something about like the theater experience that you think brings out something in your movie that maybe just like a novice like me like wouldn't know or tell or maybe even I do know I I get that but again at the end of the day like when you're playing with people's health that that's when the games have to stop and, and that's, right. and and that's like, where the art the art has to be compromised sometimes like I'm sorry and when you talk about the adjustment mm-hmm. of the tone like yeah great, yeah exactly great, great consistent but maybe you do need to maybe change your tune when you know, we've seen over and now two hundred thousand people have died. 
in the country. Yeah, maybe, maybe you say, hey, it's still, it's still, it just, you can say, yo, it's still out in theaters. That's all you got to say. Say, it's coming on the app. Yeah. But it's still out in theaters. If you said that, I would, I would, I would be able to glean. Okay, you still want me to see it? I'm not going to, but at least, you're, you're yeah, to, to to inspire people to say the theater. I mean, I think Patty Jenkins said the theaters are safe. I'm like, what are you talking about? One of them had a statement that said hey, the, look, the theaters be, are doing their best to keep everything safe. I'm like, what are you talking about, man? Like, hey, look, be like she just has, she just wants. Th- th- this is like the most like, you know, giving her the most role. Uh, she could she could just really want to help save the the industry like the movie I'll give you, here's what I'll say Kendall now the least I, I don't even think I don't even think that's giving her I'll be honest yeah. I'm I'm gonna keep it hundred Kendall I'm I'm not even going to I'm gonna give her all that rope I actually think that that is a motivation because every time Patty has talked about this she not every time but a couple of times she has mentioned the and there's a fear there was a lot of I was surprised by the, a lot of there was a lot of sadness on this day when this was announced. Um, there were there were people in the media and people online who made kind of snide comments about, all right, this is the end of the, this could be the end of the theater companies and the theater experience as we know it. So I, I guess I want to ask you guys. I mean, do you do you think that this could possibly be that? Cause I I true I, I'm gonna give. I may have thought that Patty and Gal's comments were clownish, as I said, but I will give them the benefit of the doubt that I 100% think that that was part of it, along with their artistic vision. I think that they do feel like movie theaters won't be a thing possibly because of this. Do you guys think that that's possible? I, I think that I mean, is, is it's not gonna possible. It's going to be the biggest movie to try it to date. I mean, there's no doubt about that. Um, I mean, in terms of a movie that could have made a billion dollars in a normal in a normal situation, that's not going to be for free on a streaming service? Yeah. I, I, haven't I mean, seen... I, don't, I don't think there's a chance that... Uh, well, I, I mean, everything everything's quant- everything has the qualifier of we have to see how the vaccine goes. Right. There's so many. Sure, there's so that. many questions. I mean, um, like you know, certain things have 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 gone our way the last couple of months, and to right. where I feel a little better. Yeah. You know, if we were in a different yeah, spot, yeah, where I think the movie at the theater. beginning of November, you know, maybe I would have felt a little differently <laughs> about it. Look, man, the way the well, country's going. Yeah, yeah maybe the end of end of an era. era. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, we seem to be going in a different direction. I'll, I'll say it that way. And like, and I, I think the movie theaters are in much better shape now, in terms of the future of the movies, which I think kind of made me feel a little more sour on Jenkins's comments. Because if things didn't look like they were going in a different direction, yeah. then I'd be like, okay, maybe she's just desperate, you know, and saying, please go see it. But now it's like, I mean, things are, I mean, things are gonna get better, you know, like if. This comes out in streaming. You know, Wonder Woman three is going to break all the box office records. And, and here's the question. So here's the question I have, because because this is the 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 that that is the 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 chief critique about doing the streaming service thing is that mm-hmm. this will lead people to never have to go to the movie theater. Yeah, I think that's complete BS. I agree, and I will, and I want to pose uh, talk about that aspect of this because to me. I still need to find what the monetary benefit is of not making people pay exuberant amounts of money, not just on tickets, but on all the other crap you get at the movie theater and the fees you pay to buy them online. All that stuff is all it's all part of that scheme. I mean, it's a scheme. I mean, I, I love movie theaters, but that's that's what it is like. The fact that if you have a family of four or five, you're spending sixty dollars. That's a scheme. 
it's, it's soon to be that expensive. Some it's maybe even more than sixty dollars for some people. Like so, to me, like I like I don't like why would why would one movie coming out break that business model? I don't. I really don't get it. Like I I see where they're coming from, but to me, the scheme is too exceptional for this to change. The only thing that could stop it was a pandemic, literally. So when the pandemic ends, they they what they think people like. I guess my thing is, I don't think that studios will be as enthusiastic about putting stuff on streaming apps as I think maybe these people these these people who are purists think they will be. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I think that they think, oh well, this will now lead them to do this. I was like, yo, I think that Warner Brothers did this as a last resort. They realize, yo, man, we wait another whole year to put this movie out. That's gonna push us back so much. Trying to make their streaming service viable, um, right? Our streaming service is doing eh, <laughs> and it's not. It's it's not. It'd be it'd be different if other studios were doing this. Right. But it's only right. it's only happened with one movie, and, and, and yeah, it's I, only the second time this is happening. And I think this has been trending. I think it, it may also be a bit of a reaction to the trending of the more the more big budget high profile streaming movies that have been coming out. I mean you think of the Irishman and you think of many other ones that were actual like Greyhound, like actual movies that were like movie quality movies that I probably would have gone to the movies to see. Yeah. I didn't have to go to the movies to see. And they're going straight to streaming. You studio they're, they're doing well. Big money. I mean Netflix offered two hundred million for Godzilla and King Kong. You know, like these two, like these yeah, these streaming go. services are offering big money to for these movies. So people are okay, they're kind of looking at movie theaters, like, uh, I mean, uh, or, I mean, is is this, uh, you know, the future? And look, Netflix is free, so clearly they think that there's a business model. There. But to me, I guess to me though, uh, and I, yeah. and those are good, those are all good points, guys. But to me, I maybe it's just me, but to me, the movie going is an experience that people it enjoy. <laughs> like, like to me, I guess, like when we compare it to other things, like, like the the idea of streaming, like what's what was the big thing about streaming that made it so much better than everything else was? You could watch whatever you wanted at your own time, at your own pace. Some of these shows you could literally watch just from beginning to end, not having to wait week to week. Like those are the aspects, because those are the aspects about TV watching that is, that's the worst. That. You gotta that if you don't have a DVR, you gotta watch it at this specific time, and you gotta sit through all these commercials, and they're off for you know a month, you know, or, you know six seven months before you see the next few seasons or whatever. Like streaming, in that standpoint, cut a lot of that stuff out. Some of the stuff still sits you know in the fold, but some of it you don't have to worry about through streaming. With movie going, I'd argue the best parts about movie going. Is all the stuff that <laughs> involves the theater, like seeing it with other people, being in a, in a in front of a huge screen with crazy surround sound, eating very suspect food that probably you know kill your all your intestines and stuff because you're eating junk. Like that experience just cannot be duplicated through streaming. So I guess my question is why do why are they so afraid that people will I think if they decide to just stop putting stuff I think people will be furious if they just stop they decided and look this may be a, a conversation that they'll play back twenty years from now I'm young you know freezing cold ticks I'm sound crazy because every there is no longer any movie theaters 
But to me, the theater-going experience, like the, the theater-going experience and the aspects that, that, that are a part of it, you cannot duplicate through streaming at home. And they're the best parts of going of watching movies. So why are they so afraid that this is going to end? Yeah, the, the, cable, the cable people are afraid because the worst aspects about TV watching is through cable. <laughs> Like, yeah. like that's the the commercials, the the schedule, all that stuff. That's through the cable, the the money, all that stuff, the premiums, all that stuff is through the cable company. That like that like the worst of it. The only thing the streaming service can do for me for a movie is that I can play it anytime I want. That's literally the only thing. And that's good. Well, I mean, yeah, I would love to just walk in the movie theater and say, hey, I want to play this right now, not to worry about anything else. But I just think yeah, that's the thing. The other the other thing is just like this: the timing aspect of it, like. You have to travel, and the ter- it's the timing and the money. You know, it's just expensive. Um, I mean, I but those are the two things. I mean, there's also um, what EJ was saying is the experience. Yeah, and there's also the, the there's also something to sit, to be said about the exclusivity of these movie drops, and I mean, being the first one to see Endgame or Infinity War or any of these other huge movies, then you're kind of you're able to talk about it with other people that have seen right. it. I got a ticket, and uh, you know, I was early. yeah, I was there, and and again, you're first one to see it. And with how with how amazing these movies are nowadays, I love movies now. I think they're fantastic. You know, regardless yeah. of what Scorsese and others may have seen, like may say. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I love these movies nowadays, and being able to go and see it immediately, and it's completely, in my opinion, I, I mean, people that love the art, like they're willing to pay. And even nowadays with a lot of these movies, even if you don't love the art, you're willing to pay. I mean, Disney, you got Pixar, you got Souls, which is also going to streaming. Yep. Are they making you pay for Souls, by the way? Is there no. a premium? Souls, no. no. Souls are just dropping for free, which, I mean, Disney, they got they got a whole lot of issues with. Because why Black Widow, you got, you got paid with Souls. Or if they would have even made you pay for Black Widow. But, like, but yeah, I mean, no, there's, I'm there's, not <laughs> there's something to say about, like... Make a black movie free, make it free. <laughs> yeah, there's something to say about, like... No, that could be... A, whole other issue but there's something to say about being able to go to the movies it's in it's in theaters for a select amount of time and months 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 later they release it for dvd which you can wait that time if you want you can wait until it goes comes out on netflix and all these other stuff but i mean who wants to do that i just feel like the like if we just did the approval ratings of these entities the approval ratings of cable companies is super low super low nobody i mean I, let me make a disclaimer. Spectrum, Spectrum <laughs> Charter, great cable company, awesome cable company. If you don't have Spectrum, you should get Spectrum. They do great stuff. Besides Spectrum, cable companies, very, very low approval rating amongst Americans. I don't get the impression that movie people are angry at movie theaters. The only thing people complain about right now are the prices. But... Like we complain about prices about almost anything, everything right now. That's not like, like it's like welcome to the club. Like to me, like there are aspects about again, like I've said, there are aspects about cable that are the worst things about television, watching it at home and on TV, that streaming services have been able to cut and make more user friendly and viewer friendly, and that is, you know, put them put a lot of these people in the bind. But I just don't think that streaming services could provide what the movie going experience does i just i think that if you had like a huge movie like endgame come out like 
I, I can't imagine that not being in a movie theater. I, I know, like, the people, the Patty Jenkins of the world and those folks would say, hey, man, that could happen if we let this happen. And maybe they have, maybe they're right, and I'm just crazy, and, and I'm going to be wrong about this. But I just can't see the appetite for people to be like, I want to be in a in a living room in my apartment to watch Endgame for the first time instead of being in a packed theater with popcorn and surround sound, uh, you know, a 200-screen TV or whatever, inch-screen TV or whatever, however big those screens are and these IMAXs. Like, I just cannot imagine people deciding I'm not – I there's no business for that. Like, that – that would be shocking. The only thing that to me that stop yep. that is if it just if we learn it's just completely unsafe, which that has nothing to do with any of that other stuff. That's why that's where the Patty Jenkins stuff delves into clownish commentary because I don't agree that there's some kind of threat from a experience standpoint. So well, there's a health risk. Well, I'm sorry, dude, there's a health risk like that you can't control. We can't just say oh because of you know, the artistic experience and my pockets, I need you to go to the movie. Like, I don't want to hear that. Like, if it's a health risk, it's a health risk. We can't control that. But if we find out we deem it safe and the vaccine is able to primarily eradicate this virus or at least make it very much smaller than it's been and going to movies ends up being much safer, then we good. Then then y'all, this this will be fine. I don't, I, I really don't think the movie's, Theaters will have that much of an issue. I, well, is it going to be slow going in the beginning? Yeah, because I think people will just be afraid. They don't want to do anything. But as we've seen, America is a lot more riskier than most other countries. So I think that there will also be a lot of people that are just ready to go do anything um, with or without a vaccine when they start opening this stuff up. Yeah. So, so and... I just think that it's a, it's a, it's 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 they're, they're being a little bit too cautious. And again, I was very disappointed in those comments because I felt like. It really kind of skirted just like the reality of the virus, like telling people to go to the movie theaters and that the theaters are keeping you safe. is just nonsense. I mean, there's no other way. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. This is the among the worst times we've had of this virus since it's been here. And you're telling people to go into movie theaters. Some of them are small. Some of them are big. You don't know what kind of theaters you're talking well, yeah. about. Yeah. This is crazy. I mean, it's a crazy I mean, comment. The, the she, comment she, is, she, deserved, she, she should have known better. And both and of them. Gal Gadot was kind of echoing the same commentary. And they seem, it, it feels like, uh, it feels very, in the right term, honestly, to me, is out of touch. It feels Facts. very, because they Facts. are very wealthy and successful. Uh, not and, hating, they, and they ain't never got a foot in the theater. Not hating on their success at all. Um, of course not. But, no. I mean, it is what it is. They're very successful people, and they're, they're able to have probably a very comfortable, safe bubble. It would allow people aren't able to have that they're telling to go out to the movie theater yeah. and so i yeah, mean it seems very out of touch um, it's unfortunate that you know these comments what, what i will say real quick what it seems um like. you know obviously we talked about the 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 gal Gadot stuff or the patty jenkins stuff rather but um the business model that's the thing that that's wonky to me you know again i think that netflix i think these i think they particular HBO Max. And they're looking at Disney Plus, but I think they're also looking at Netflix and saying, look, Netflix has all their stuff on there for free. And yeah. they make a ton of money. Yeah. So they clearly do. they're doing something. Like, <laughs> right. You know, like right. they're not, you know, they're not idiots. 
and they're making just as they make more money than we do. <laughs> so uh, they look at it and they're like, yeah, we we could char- overcharge, but if we put this stuff on for free for a reasonable price, we'll get enough people subscribing. But I guess the <laughs> difference, though, as you guys mentioned, though, the difference is Netflix is getting a bag to put a movie on their service. I mean, you're just giving your your own service the movie. Where's the money there? That's where I think the I would have to. Well, Netflix it. pays for the movies. Oh, they do pay for the movies. Oh, okay. I, like, I got that like, mixed up. I thought you said that they were getting it back. Warner Brothers, two hundred million, so mm. they can have what you call it. So they have King Kong. Okay, that's what you're now. But yeah. my thing is like, man. I mean, it has to come from. Again, just that that subscriber number, but it can't be just Wonder Woman because I I personally I don't think enough people are just gonna buy HBO Max just to see Wonder Woman. I, that's just me. I think they need they need to announce a couple of other movies or a couple of other things that are gonna make people say, "All right, yeah, I gotta get this thing." You know, we had the it, Fresh Prince thing out, come out recently. Yeah. We know the, the 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 Fresh Prince reboot is going to Peacock, I believe. Uh, so. You know, I don't know. Like, they have to come out with stuff that people are going to really get excited about. And yeah, I mean, you know, HBO Max, unfortunately, has uh, committed the same, you know, sins as Disney Plus in some ways. You know, not having original content raring to go and ready was just foolish. Yeah. I think that they, I think both of those companies had a much better, they just had a much better library. I, I think both of those companies, I think both of those companies, they made a miscalculation. I think that they saw, what Netflix was in the beginning and thought that they could just do that because they have great libraries. But Netflix is evolved into something almost different now. So to right. make your model off of like what Netflix used to be and to enter into the marketplace as that older model was just not smart by either Warren Brothers or Disney. And, you know, Netflix guys of the game. They realize at a certain point, yo, we gotta get some original content in here to keep it fresh. Yeah, because people can only watch so many episodes of you know, The Office. Yeah, and, exactly. Or and, and, or you know, you know, South Park. Like you know, South Park's not on that. South Park's on HBO Max. But um, but you know what I'm saying? Like they like, like yeah. you know, you, you, once you're done at certain points, all right. Well, maybe I don't need this anymore. So, but to, but for, then they for, also realize so because these they probably were going to the negotiating table and these companies were like, yo, you guys are making it back. You know, we want extra. You right. want my show? All right, give me, give me, give me. Right, yeah, they knew two that million. Yeah. You know, and they were like, actually, we could just make our own shows with the money that we have. Yeah, and, and actually, it's probably- be smart because it'll keep our content even more fresh than making gra- grabbing more old shows. Like, yeah, you know? grabbing just paying premium for shows that we don't own. So yeah. and we can make it on a shoestring budget, uh, like we did with the Marvel stuff, and we'll be good. Now Disney was like even smarter. Well, we already have all of our own. We already own all of our own stuff, so we'll just offer that up. But and look, I think Disney's probably doing fine. They're not complaining about Disney Plus. Um, Jay Pick seems to want to. He sounded like he wants to continue to focus on streaming, but then I don't know. Black Widow, you know, they claim is not. I I don't know about the Black Widow thing. We'll be we'll 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 see whether or not they're they're serious about it. They seem serious about it now. I mean, um, what what is the I new date? date? What, I don't, what is the new date? I don't even know what the new date is. I don't do, they know have date. A, do they have a date? Uh, April. Oh, okay. Say April. Um, it's just, I think that's going to get pushed back. If, they, if they're serious about releasing in theaters, it's not going to be near. Yeah, um, to me, you know, it's funny because I was actually having a conversation with my girlfriend about, you know, like to me, like WWE has a big, has a big decision to make about WrestleMania because, you know, 
April is around the time you would think that like the masses are beginning to get vaccinated is how it sounds if you talk to the people that by then the masses will maybe start their beginning and that by the end of the summer you're probably looking at like anybody who really wants it or needs to get it has it and like maybe we're close to kind of eradicating this thing um so april to me is like a tough date because it's like i think that it's going to be very risky so if you're doing wrestlemania i don't know if you can have you're not going to have it at sofi stadium which is their anticipation like i i don't think that will be it'll be safe enough at that time unless you guarantee you know we have everybody make sure they get vaccinated before they enter the building which is there a chance you can get 100,000 people to do that? It's a chance at, at that point, but it, it might be a little tough. Um, I think movie theaters and big movie releases have gotten the same conversation. You know, could you get a bag for Black Widow in April? Probably, but it's not going to be nearly what it should be if you wait maybe three months. Like, I think July should probably be more their target. August, I think, to be the most safest. That's a long time. This is a movie you're supposed to see in May of 2020. 2019, yeah, 2020. Don't want August of 2019. And you can't release any of your other content until we, except for WandaVision, until we see Black Widow. I mean, that's really setting everything back. Yeah, I was telling Kendall, I feel like Fast is going to be kind of a good experiment. Yeah, it's Fast, Fast 9, because that's, yeah. that's coming out on May 20th. Or mm. actually, no, uh, is it? You said it was in no, the summer. Isn't it? No, it's in the summer, I think, actually. July, you told me? Yeah, yeah I think it's coming out. Um, and I told Tamari, like, that's... July was a perfect date because they pushed it. Back oh no, yeah, far. actually no, it's it's May twenty eighth. Oh, May okay of twenty twenty one. But yeah. they're gonna push that back. Yeah, and Black Widow probably will too. But it's it's gonna be tough. Like like a movie like Spider Man, which I guess is coming out next year in the summer, right? A movie like Spider Man is easy to push back if you need to because if you want to say, oh, we want to really make money, push it back to the fall. Nobody's gonna complain. Um, some people will complain, but like once, but because April, I'll, I'll be honest, I don't think you're making a lot of money. You're making some, you're not making way more than you make now. Yeah. Um, you may make more than you made on Mulan, but you're not making, you know, a anything dollars. comparable, anything comparable to what you were supposed to make. No, like I you're agree. probably losing still 50% of, of <laughs> what you would have gotten or 25% maybe you're losing, like whatever mm-hmm. it is, like you're not. You're not gonna feel happy about whatever you get. So, mm-hmm. if you really want to get with the 100 percent or the 90 percent of what you would have gotten, you have to wait till probably next fall. And right. look, they're they're looking at this. If if Warner Brothers, if you tell me, look, we're getting Space Jam two on HBO Max also. Now you know now the the the, the wheels start turning where you're like, all right, now HBO Max is kind of like a real competitor. They have to get in the game of streaming. They put way too much time and money into HBO Max, and nobody has it. Not nobody, but a lot of people don't have it. So this is the way to get people to, to come initially, but I I don't know. We'll see don't, if it lasts. Don't launch your streaming service without fire original content for at least a year of content that you could put out. Like, that to me is the, 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 the obvious, obvious lesson that I've learned from the Disney and HBO, especially HBO struggles, that it just doesn't make sense to not have premium content ready to go exclusively on the app that that that's there. That that when people buy the app, it's there. And now I got four new shows to watch. Like it, to me it's very simple. I don't know I feel like this this rush to get this money is like clouding 
the judgment, the business judgment of some of these folks who I know are great businessmen because or business women as well because they're at the heads of Warner Brothers and Disney and all these great places. But like I've, I've seen it with DC Universe, I'm seeing it with HBO Max. I'm like, why do I keep seeing the same thing? Don't give me a streaming service that doesn't have new shows. Like, I'm then no one's rushing to watch old content. It's just it's simple. Will they get there eventually? Maybe, but. Well, all the money and time you've invested in this property, you don't want people not in a hurry for your client, your your your, your product. People need to be you need people that are banging down doors to get your product, and they're not doing it for the Fresh Prince. I love the Fresh Prince. You guys know I'm a stand. I have the first three seasons on DVD, so you guys know how I feel the Fresh Prince. It's not happening for the Fresh Prince. It's not happening for you know. What else they got on there? Friends. Yeah, Friends, exactly. And Friends is a, another iconic show. It's, no, people aren't running that, to think, watch old content. Give me new content on launch day, period. No, I think last thing, and, and that's funny. That I was going to say this would be the last thing. Uh, I think that the show they were counting on, that actually was very successful, that they had on launch day, The Mandalorian. I think yeah, that Disney, was Disney, was, Disney was smart. Because Disney, they, they, you're yeah, right. Yeah. Disney, yeah, they at least had one. They were smart, but like that, the Baby Yoda thing was way bigger <laughs> than they could have even <laughs> imagined. You know, that's the true. Baby but at least they not, had something. Had included Baby Yoda, Disney Plus would be in trouble right now. <laughs> so For, yeah, look, credit yeah. to that. Credit to John Favreau. Credit to that whole team. Listen to Imperial Broadcast for our Mandalorian reviews. Yes, check it out. But. Hey man, they they really got lucky on that one. But Kendall, and luck or not, something something have, is better than nothing. Yeah, HBO Max doesn't have a Baby Yoda right now. Yeah, they don't not. have a Mandalorian sure. that's gonna that's captivating the world. They're wishing they had Game of Thrones again. Yeah, they're Game of Thrones. Trying to get, even, they're trying to get Benny off and Weiss back. Yeah, that would that would be that if they if 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 Game of Thrones was still on there, then yes, they would have their own version of that. But I, I don't know. You know, Euphoria is the closest thing, but that's not that's not an all ages situation. It's not. It's not. Yeah, and that's not. Uh, that's not a, a, a max exclusive. Like you, you know, it's just. It's, I can watch HBO I mean, to get Lovecraft Country, Country, or watch Euphoria or any of those shows. Don't yeah, it's not launch a streaming service that doesn't have original content on launch day. That is it. Period. <laughs> Hashtag. Um, <he's>, <laughs> Uh, before we go, guys, I just want to pour one out for a series we followed for the last uh, four years or three years. It's going to be on four years now. Um, Black Lightning season four will be the last one. So uh, don't worry, do man. One. We're getting painkiller. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest. When I heard that that was this would be last season of Black Lightning, I was like, "Yo, that's why we're getting painkiller. That's how they want to continue this story. Why did they, they just should have show it like Nissa?" Y'all mad now? You got. I mean, look. You heard me. Two I don't weeks know what, ago, the, what. What were they thinking about? Rant on the nonsense about this painkiller show. But I thought it would be. Look, I, thought it would, I thought it would work in concert. I thought it would work in concert with Black Lightning. I didn't know that it would be replacing Black Lightning. That sounds crazy. <laughs> you know, I, I'm not. I'm not happy about this news, but I'm just like, look. It, you know, now everybody can join me. In, in in join me on the on the good side. But how how is how do you choose painkiller over an Anissa and Jennifer show? Can someone explain that to me? Money. We saw it with the you Netflix think that thing. 
I know I know that Netflix thing, but do we Jordan Calloway? Do we really think that Anissa and Jennifer <laughs> are getting outsold by Khalil? Yeah, I don't I, I don't think so. I know if, I don't care what the Netflix algorithms Netflix. are saying. That that to me, I don't believe it. They were for like a hot minute too. Yeah, they were. That's the yeah, right. They, yeah, yeah, Jennifer was for like a. She hot was minute. on the cover at one point of the Netflix poster, but it's just bizarre. And maybe they're doing the Callaway thing to you know because they know they gave him a show. That could be it too. It may not be because he's the most popular, but I don't know. This thing all it all stinks. Mm-hmm. It all reeks of Berlanti. You know, that's my guy from Riverdale and. Give him a show. I don't know. Guy from Riverdale. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I, they, I they, and they've actually know. given Nessa great character development. Like none of the stuff they've done for me, they've actually done for Nessa. I'm like, why wouldn't they just do a show with her? And she, she's always kind of like itching to break away from the family. Like that was right there. That was right there. Black female, LGBTQ. You could have even done a sister show with her and Jennifer. Like it was right there. I don't know what how. You know what's not clicking? <laughs> like I don't understand I mean, how. And then to be honestly, fair, I guess maybe I maybe there's an overlap with Batwoman. I don't know because yeah, Batwoman is back and LGBTQ. Really didn't help. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the future of Legends of Tomorrow is, but you know that's kind of the place where I'm like, mm-hmm. if you have these good characters, they're kind of like no man's land. Put them on Legends if they still yeah, want to do Wally. Yeah, they did it with Wally, and and, it, and you know obviously it's going great because I'm. So I feel like up, Jeff. But, I actually feel like Jefferson Pierce would be a good. Character on Legends too. Yeah, I think so too. Oh, Jefferson Pierce. Though, though, oh, he's, he, though he's very. Grounded. I'm not saying they would put him on there. I'm just saying I think he'd be he'd be a great addition. Yes, he's a great in the in the in the crossovers. He was. Yeah, he was. He was one of my favorite yeah. aspects of the. Crossover. I actually, like. I don't say I like him better, but like, you know, sometimes Black Lightning is is very personal, which is good. But I sometimes I like Black Lightning just being Black Lightning, you know, kind of just doing stuff. And when we saw him in the in the crossover, like he was just Black Lightning. Mm-hmm. And it was it was cool, and I feel like that we get more of that in in Legends, which I think would be good. Yeah, there's yeah. so much of of Jefferson's story, as you said, is personal with everything that happens in every yeah. conflict. That like, yeah, like the crossover was the like, school, a, you know, right? Yeah, he made the school he went to. His kids go there. He's a principal, or he's a te- then he's a teacher. Like, it's so much. Everything is so interwoven in a personal level that like, yeah, I agree. It was refreshing to have him in that. Like kind of just kinda, be a superhero. Yeah, so I think to put him like it with like the legends, I think would be would also be a good way to do that. Um, I think that's gonna wrap this show, guys. Though, so I want to uh, thank you guys for checking this out. I, I'm glad that we uh, gave you guys I think a good episode. Hope you guys enjoyed this one. Of course, you can catch all of our shows on New Generation Podcast Network. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Um, you can also find us on social media. We're on Twitter, New Generation Pod, Instagram, New Generation Podcast, and Facebook, New Generation Media. Of course, check out our YouTube channel, New Generation uh, Media, as well. Uh, we, we put videos of sports, superheroes, and Star Wars up on there. Plenty of sports stuff up there now, but we'll be uh, mixing it up shortly and getting some more Star Wars and superhero stuff up there. So make sure you subscribe, New Generation Media. And uh, follow, again, all of us on social media individually. Um, me, EJ underscore Stewart on Twitter, Instagram, Action EJ. Shamari can be found on Snapchat and Instagram, NCSham22. And Kenneth can be found on Twitter at NewGenKen. Thank you guys once again for listening in. For Shamari, for Kendall, I'm EJ. Peace.